This morning's gospel reading comes from Luke. I'll be reading chapter 1, verses 39 through 55. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts, and he has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. A sanctuary, a people, place, or thing. Carrie Newcomer has a song that is about sanctuary, and in it she says, Will you be my refuge, my haven in the storm? Will you keep the embers warm when my fire's all but gone? Be my sanctuary till I can carry on. And in this song, she lists those places and those experiences, those metaphors defining sanctuary. She says, rest here in Brown Chapel with a circle of friends, a quiet grove of trees between two bookends. For her, those things are sanctuary. And we can imagine them as safe places uplifting and welcoming to her. We each have our own list. And so as I invite us into a time of reflection, and I will prompt us and give us a few questions to think about, and Sean will play quietly in the background, and I invite you to just be in the moment, to use this time as a time to quiet our hearts and quiet our minds in this busy, busy season. For me, a sanctuary includes my mom's kitchen, where I automatically go and open up the fridge as soon as I get there, even though I'm not actually hungry. Or hiking in the woods, or sitting next to a wood fire in the arms of a loved one, or Clear Creek State Park. 
what would your list include? Close your eyes. Picture yourself there. place where God's love dwells freely and abundantly, that is a sanctuary. It can be here in this space, and it is also in the world. Hearing of the news of her pregnancy, Mary sought this place, this sanctuary. As a poor and an unwed pregnant teenager, the dangers and the uncertainty, both physical and societal, were all around her. So with haste, she journeyed to Elizabeth's house. And Elizabeth and the child in Elizabeth's womb, they welcomed and affirmed Mary. Then Mary burst into a song of praise. And she said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. As Jenny said, sanctuary isn't just a place. It's not only a place, but it's also the people who say, here I am. Striving to create and to become that safe place for us. For three months, that home and the arms that received Mary, they became her safe haven. Elizabeth's welcome, her blessing, and the care were a safe space for Mary just what she needed as she prepared for her own important call ahead. Many of us have those people in our lives, especially mommy and daddy, as I think it was Louie who said it. We have those people, those safe spaces. When we're with them, we know we can relax. We can let down our guard and we can just be knowing that they will love us, they will care for us, even if and no matter what. So who are those people in your life? Who are the people who are your sanctuary? What qualities make them a safe refuge for you? As Mary seeks and finds refuge in Elizabeth's embrace, she in turn, Mary in turn, becomes a sanctuary for God. Mary literally is a God-bearer, the dwelling place for God. She was Jesus' first home. When we receive safe refuge, we have the capacity to provide sanctuary for others. In what ways, in this time and in this place, in this world, can we provide sanctuary for others? How can we become a space where God love, God's love dwells freely and abundantly?
as a faith community and as God's bearers of light in this world. That's what we're called to do, is to be God's light bearers in this world. And we try to do our best, but sometimes we each fall short. And so I invite us into this time of confession and forgiveness, acknowledging our shortfallings. Because when we do this, when we acknowledge our shortcomings to God, it's a way that we acknowledge we need help and we ask for help from God. Mary's world turned upside down with the visit of an angel. (laughs) Mary's world turned upside down. This is a moment we can relate to, especially over the last year and a half where our worlds have turned upside down again and again, and again, and then one more time, and then probably again, again. When those moments come, we hope that we respond with grace. But more often than not, fear can get the best of us. And so today, let us turn to God in prayer, asking for God's guidance and for God's grace in the places and in the moments that we need it most. So let us pray together this prayer of confession now. God of safe spaces, we wish we were more like Mary, who in the face of the great change went and sought help. She did not wait for help to find her. She walked to the shelter she needed. Too often we wait silently for the world to change around us instead of speaking up for the things we need. Forgive us for failing to care for ourselves the way you would care for us. Give us the courage to be more like Mary. God of safe spaces, we wish we were more like Elizabeth, who greeted Mary with laughter and contagious joy. How many people have crossed our doorstep And how many times have we failed to see them? Give us the courage of Mary and the grace of Elizabeth. Gratefully we pray, amen. Family of faith, even if we miss the person who is standing at the doorstep, even if we fail to care for ourselves the way that God would care for us, Even if we forget and ignore, turn away and shut down, God still loves us. There's nothing that we can do to lose God's love. So rest in this promise. If we get lost, we will be found. If we mess up, we'll be forgiven. If we withhold love, God is lavish in loving us. We are claimed, we are loved, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Now I invite you to stand in body or in spirit for this next song as we prepare for a time of praying with and for one another. I invite those online to please share your prayers in the comments on Facebook or at prayer at brexelumc.com. Let us sing. say that or acknowledge that um, on Facebook um, it takes about a minute and a half for Facebook to catch up to real life so if I miss any of the prayers that are in the comments know that we will share them um, throughout the week on our prayer chain prayers for Kathy S uh, she has surgery on her ankle on Wednesday and has remained in the hospital recovering and then tomorrow a decision will be made if she will go to a nursing home or back home. So prayers for recovery for her and for healing. And then Tim and Leslie ask for prayers for their friend's son, Henry, who's in the Cleveland Clinic being treated for cancer that spread to his lungs and his brain. And then um, Sharon asks for prayers that her knee surgery on Tuesday and recovery goes well, yes. And then Dana says prayers of thanks for her church family in person and online. Absolutely. Linda asked for prayers for the family of Sue, for her former co-worker. Um, she died much too young. And I do want to share a prayer that came through um, during the week this week um, of a young woman who has been battling cancer and is now in remission. And so she's able to um, look to the rest of her life, to college with hope and with joy and excitement. And Jen asked for prayers for each of us to find sanctuary and provide sanctuary to others. And I also do want to pray for all those who are um, struggling with COVID, whatever that might mean. I, we're all struggling in our own way. I don't know about you, but I am ready for this to be done. <laughs> we're in our like 11th wave or something or 50th. I don't know, but this has been much too long. And people are very sick. And so prayers for those who are sick for those who are at home and healing themselves, for those who are in hospitals, in the ICU, on ventilators, um, prayers for the doctors and the nurses and caregivers as they are doing their absolute best, best to be Elizabeths to these people. 
And so with that, we um, are able to go to our God and know that God hears us and responds to us. So let us pray. Holy God, our prayers are often lovely, a lovely act of seeking you. And as we bow our heads and close our eyes, we seek you and seek belonging. And it's lovely that we know deep in our bones that if we knock, we will find you. So today we pause our seeking and we simply give you thanks. We thank you for the Elizabeths in our lives, the ones who have been there when we needed them most, the ones who have blessed us with joy, allowing our happiness to take up space, the ones who have opened the door for us and ushered us in. And thank you not only for the Elizabeths in our lives, but for the strangers who have cared for us, for those doctors and nurses and healthcare workers who are being Elizabeths to each and every person, even when they're exhausted and overwhelmed. They are doing their best to show your grace and your love. God, we give you thanks for those older and wiser who paved the way before us and for individuals who share no relation to us but love us like family. Our lives are undoubtedly better because of them. And gracious God, we also pray for those who do not have an Elizabeth in their life, for those who don't have a hand to hold in the dark, or a front porch to show up on, or even a front porch to call their own. And we pray for those who are in these life transitions, carrying their own fear and anxiety without someone to share the burden. For all those who know loneliness at this time of the year, wrap your arms around them, circle back again and again, dwelling tenderly in their wounds, until healing might be found. Open our eyes, O oh God, so that we might see the need in our own backyard. But most of all, thank you for being our safe place, for always welcoming us home. And so with joy in our hearts and your love emanating from our hands, we pray the words that you taught us to pray saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now I invite you to stand in body or in spirit as we sing our closing song.
from mittens and gloves to canned goods to sheets and pillows and blankets and all types of things um, for people who are in need at this time of year and throughout the year. And then on Tuesday, we have our longest night service, which is a, a time where we gather together and we acknowledge the grief and the pain that people are experiencing, particularly at this time of year. And I know that we're all experiencing that in one way or another. And so I invite you to invite others to this service. It's this Tuesday, December 21st um, at 7 o'clock. And it's in he here in the sanctuary as well as online. And then also Christmas Eve, we want to spread the love. We want to not spread the COVID. So we are spreading out the services. So we have four services at 3, 5, 8, and 10. We have worship space here in the sanctuary. We have space that is being transformed and is so much fun and beautiful downstairs in Fellowship Hall, as well as online. And so I invite you to use these resources. Let us know when you're coming so we can plan for you. And also um, know that online is good, especially if you feel that cough or you're not feeling well, that's good. And then on the 26th, which is just two days after Christmas Eve, the day after Christmas, we invite you to come, wear your PJs, because it's the day after Christmas, and we're home with family, and so wear your PJs. And we have one service at 10 o'clock, and we bring your gifts to be blessed, especially kids. If you have gifts that you want to be blessed, and, and then big kids, adults too, bring your gifts to be blessed, and we'll also have a baptism so I just might be baptizing a baby in my PJs. I'm not entirely sure about that. We'll see. So it'll be fun, and it's going to be a beautiful week, but stay safe and stay healthy. So let us receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.